Wow, you guys are perfect guests for a magic podcast, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was told we were going to discuss the beef. Also, Carter, you're implying that knowing anything about magic qualifies you for this, for this <laughs> podcast. <Yeah>. Where <laughs> is the beef? Or, or any podcast. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of the Pitcast. We've got a full crew here assembled in the in the digital realm this time. I'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll run it down and let everybody sound off. Of course, it wouldn't be a Pitcast without Matt Moss. Hello. Good evening. Um, two more regular guests, uh, and and they usually they usually come as a pair. Mister Mister Ian Blank, <laughs> David Velasco. How's it going, guys? Hello. It's good, man. And against our better judgment, we've decided to include one more person, um, the infamous big brain Bob, Bob Agra. Thanks for coming. Hello, Pitcast. What's up, buddy? (laughs) Good to have you. I see uh, in your background, uh, you've got a stack of vinyl records. This is for the uh, Patreon exclusive uh, video edition of of the Pitcast. And you've got, dude, the new... Mr. Bungle album, Rager mm. Rath, Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny, right there in plain view. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yep. I think I have the uh, limited edition Red Wax, too. Let's see. This yeah, album is absolutely here. fucking insane. Oh, yeah. um, it's M- Mr. Bungle, uh, Mike Patton's first band, right? Because he was in Bungle before he was in Faith No More. Yes. And this... This uh, EP or, or album that they put out this year are songs that they wrote when they were in high school, right? Yeah, like 1987 mm-hmm. or something. So it, yes. fits, it fits in line with all that amazing 1980s thrash metal. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's as if the it was built for uh, Dave Lombardo and Scott Ian to just jump in and shred on as they did. So, uh, How did you pick that up, Bob? <clears throat> uh, that's off the internet, but uh, I was lucky enough. My my first and last concert in 2020 was seeing Mr. Bungle out mm-hmm. in Los Angeles on like in February, early February. So, sure, uh, that was super sick. It was a great show. Uh, so yeah, I've been spinning that quite a few. Quite Did a they few play times. any of those tunes? Those they like played the entire album. And they yeah. didn't play any. Uh, they didn't play any of their their other catalog. Their their Warner Brothers catalog. They just just played the old stuff and, and some covers. Some really great covers. You know, I, I realized something about Mr. Bungle. I made I made like a little media connection because I think we all kind of like jump into these weird holes. Like our interests are like me. I'm like by myself, you know. So I'm just like checking out all the all the goofy shit. So I've been on this huge Bond kick, right? Because yeah. all the Bond movies are free on on YouTube, so I'm watching Thunderball. The name of the of uh, the guy's yacht in Thunderball is the Disco Volante, mm. which is a Mr. Bungle album. I was like, oh fuck! And as I was watching that movie, I was like, fuck! That's where Mr. Bungle got the yeah. got the name for that album. They were watching Thunderball. I think you're right. Perfect little perfect little connection there. I love shit like that. The light bulb went off. I know the dim the dim bulb <laughs> sputtered to sputtered to life. I like that. That's a real full circle thing because you've got like that last that last concert, man. Yeah, and I'm can't wait to for the next one, but uh just holding back those uh glory memories of concerts from What was the last show you saw, Carter? Oh, that's a really good question. It was probably, I think it was my friend's uh, country duet band play at, um, uh, I think it was the Empty Bottle. It was either mm. the Empty Bottle or the, um, 
or like elbow room or so, or something like that. So so local 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 show. Yeah. Last show I saw was uh, Wilco at Chicago Theater downtown. It's a really I beautiful so. venue, yeah, that, and that would have been last December. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a beautiful venue, but I'm not one for sitting down and, and rock and roll, even if it's more subdued. Yeah. Sleep was pretty recent when uh, oh, a bunch shit. of us went out to sleep. Yeah, that like actually might have been the last show. Okay. Because I saw like both of those bands right in Right at the end of the year. It was on the 30th. Yeah, because they did two nights. They did the 30th and the 31st. Yeah, that was actually the last show I went to, Bob. Shit. Well, shit. Nice call, Good Bob. Call. And yeah, you went, you went, Picard went, of course, right? Yeah, and we met up with Grant, and who else yeah. went? Somebody else went, I thought. Uh, Greg. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was Legendary. a good crew. Good show. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Was it loud as shit? It was so loud. <laughs> yeah, it was warm. <laughs> and we were, in, we were in the balcony part. And I brought my earplugs. Yeah, and we were I, getting I, I uh, think I have a screen cap of the decibel meter on, uh, app on my phone, just like... <laughs> going insane <laughs> the dial is just banging <laughs> banging over on the right side grant was down in the merch line because you know sleep has killer merchandising and just branding and stuff and oh, so yeah. the merch line was super duper long and i went down a couple of times i'm like well, fuck i'm not waiting in line forever well grant went and got in line and like waited in this long line <laughs> and he was right next to the merch room and i just whoop swoops my way right into the line and up. <laughs> thanks Grant. thanks Dom. oh hey hey Grant. Picked, what's up picked up that ev on his time waiting in line <laughs> that's amazing uh yeah i'm it's really perfect. glad you guys invited me to the metal hour of the pitcast yeah. <laughs> happy to do that anytime plenty plenty yeah. to talk about there but uh speaking of flashbacks so we just held another online event uh eight rounds two batches of so this idea originally is a is a Dom Dodderer mm-hmm. machination, it right? Is, yeah. Right. Dom always always wanting to kind of stir things up, never being satisfied with the you know old school being what it is, which is whatever lightning bolts and serendibs and JM Day tomes or whatever. Yeah, I like all those cards. Him being the him being the you know the the the, the little kid, the green mage at heart proposed an idea for a tournament where um, people had to play his favorite kinds of cards, which are big, beefy creatures, the the Urnums, the Juzums, the Mahamodis, the forces of nature. Uh, they all, they all need their day in the sun. They can't just keep running into these swords to plowshares. It's, it's not right. It's not fair. So it's your fault. <laughs> listen, I, I am guilty of no crime that, not, none of you have committed this one. So um, we rebooted it this time for the for the Christmas season. Uh, Moss, I know it was your idea to bring it back. Why why the beef bash specifically? You just wanted to wanted there be to like a round two of this tournament? Yeah, I don't I don't think if there I don't think it was particularly well thought through. It was just like let's revisit that concept. Well, like last year we did that big toy drive thing, right? We collected all those toys and we met up and did the year end tournament. Like this year, you know, we didn't really do a toy drives, but so I thought, well, we need to do something that's kind of, you know, raise some funding towards something right in its absence. I guess we could have maybe done a toy drive, but it would have been a real hassle to coordinate all those pickups and drop-offs. Um, so yeah, then, you know, it's like, well, let's try to shake it up. You know, we'll try the beef. I remember Dom doing that event. But I also remember there being some sour grapes of like people showing up with creatureless or creatureless decks and shit. <laughs> and, the, and the winner was uh, was unfortunately <laughs> know, yeah. Mullen, who didn't <laughs> drop a game playing yeah. like like Naya Zoo, Naya Zoo right? Yeah, yeah. I think so it was might have even been White Weenie took down. Yeah, but absolutely, absolutely rancid. So clearly, there needed to be some yeah. Some Right. So the idea, right. So the idea for beef two is like, let's set it up. So a, you can't like just use the abyss or the moat to just lock your opponent down. So get rid of some of those really big creature hosers. And then B to ensure there's more like actual beef in the deck. We would say, we said you had to have a minimum creature 40 power at the beginning of each game. 
And that was it, right. I think. So, yeah, so it would be pretty much untenable to play, um, you know, like a like a twelve creature efficient aggro deck. Like there's mm-hmm. there's no way to sneak that into into this tournament. No, you'd have to fatten it up somehow. Yeah, you got to thicken it up. And maybe maybe another reason for holding this tournament was to to summon Dom from uh, from wherever he'd he'd <laughs> yeah. gone off to. But he was like Encino Man. He was frozen in the glacier. <laughs> yeah, we we weren't able to dethaw for. Uh, for, yeah. for this time around maybe no. maybe the, maybe the next one uh but so i want to i want to grill i did not play in this tournament because i like to play with uh real magic cards but why don't we go d- down the line and uh i i, I want to hear about what you played but i also wanted to hear about like what your what your agenda was you know like what was the goal behind putting putting this deck together was it to make like a massive board state of a ton of dudes was it to win the most games uh moss i'll start i'll start with you uh okay so i tested a couple different decks some were pretty just big and dumb like one that ran every air or like every elemental and then i tried a, a robots deck that was just too good and we ended up restricting workshop just because like otherwise brown creatures were just way too easy to crank out with shops yeah. Um, so I threw those concepts away uh, and then uh, went back to my old buddy Atog and played him with Mana Vaults to ramp. Um, so it's the goal was to cast big creatures off the Mana Vaults like Shivens and Trikes and Juggernauts, uh, but then have Atog as a sack outlet so it would make the Mana Vault into like a colorless, you know, colorless ritual. Uh, I threw in a few X spells like um, Fireball and Brain Geyser, you know, blue nine essential herbs and spices, um, a few other broken blue and red cards. And then I splashed in white for just removal. And that was it. Beef tug. Were you close to the, to the 40 power line or were you, uh, decently above it? Uh, it was at 55. So it was like in the lower third, but not, I mean, there were, you know, kind of a bunch clumped down there in the lower, between like 40 some low 40s and like 60 we'll say um, okay but yeah mine had like 55 power um so the, all that came from four a uh, place set of shivens uh three or four uh juggernauts trikes and, and then the tugs did you think you would wind up with the biggest uh, the, also to to preface what i'm saying there were prizes handed out for like the biggest most ridiculous board state counting yeah. power on board that was like kind of the 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 true first place prize sure. was was managing that did you think you would get there with your deck or did you just want a rack of w's um it was it could go both ways like i had a couple games where we got significant power on board like you know, two, three, four Shivan Dragons. Um, I think there was one where Cam and I each had two Shivans and then like one other creature. Um, and like against uh, Raj, there was, he had a really giant Eureka where we both put out a bunch of stuff. Um, but, you know, the deck could also, I mean, it just had a lot of game with removal. Um, Ices and white cards and blasts. So, you know, it, it could just survive in a real, you know, close game. Okay, so it sounded like you were playing a bunch of reasonable cards, but uh, yeah, essentially like a aggressively mediocre deck. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Ian, I'm, I'm I'm looking I'm looking at your list, and and boy, did you just pack this in or what? Like we're so close to the line here. Yeah, what were your thoughts? It's a forty power I, main deck with <laughs> forty three total with the with the sideboard. I uh, was gonna, it's mono black splash blue, so I guess blue black. I was gonna play like a Hazizan Tamar, fast bond, do stuff with him, because he's my favorite creature uh, kind of oh, deck. I, I didn't know that. Interesting. Good and I, I ran out of time because the tournament started on December 1st and I started brewing on the, on, you know, just two days before. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, uh, shoot, I think I have 40 power of black creatures. <laughs> <laughs> so i think I, I qualify yeah i think i qualify so i i i threw this deck together uh and i had it built and was like okay i i think we're good i've got my signature card in prison in the deck 
which mm-hmm. just turns Jews and, and what? Oh yeah, we'll, we'll get there. And um, <laughs> thanks, Bob. Uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> we turn. Yeah. Oh, you said never mind. Uh, so in prison, just turns all Juzams into personal copper tablets for my opponent, uh, which is great. And then uh, a day passed, and I was like, okay, uh, I think the deck is good. I should start my matches. And then I saw Ray post that someone should run Fog. And I forgot I had a playset of darkness. <laughs> so I threw those in the deck and I already had two Meekstone. So it was a 40 power main deck with three in prison and four fog, essentially, and two Meekstone. So I was sitting there thinking, all right, I can get in with early game damage. And then once my opponent starts playing the big creatures like Shivan Dragons and Juzan Jins, I can just fog them and then cast meek stone and then they just stay tapped and okay. then i just can keep going and then so the you, blue the blue power just helps so you had this kind of anti-beef beef plan you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna fight honorable when they play their four or five you play you know your own five five or whatever you're gonna you're gonna use you know one one mana spells to try to keep these guys locked down while your little your little greasy two ones and hypnotic specters get in there for the for the W, huh? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I I still ran you know good cards like uh, mind twist because you know it's black. Kind of have to run mind twist, and I yeah. I think I mind twisted Cam for six one game and seven the next, <laughs> and I mind twisted Danny off a twister. So I time twistered, got mind twist and enough mana to a mind twist him for his entire hand you know mind twist they say is like one of the least fun cards in the format and honestly when cast against the right person it's pretty much the most fun (laughs) i sadly lost in two games against danny because i couldn't do anything against his deck he played wall of swords and you guys (laughs) yeah he plays any wall and i'm like well, imprison doesn't do anything unless he blocks, and I I can't get over his flying walls with my fog Sengar seems vampires. Like a dead card too. Yeah, yeah. fog, fog, against fog walls is a totally dead good. card. Yeah, in that matchup, I sided the fogs out for a playset of Nebdists, and I brought in a Guardian Beast, which I got online, and he promptly sorted the Guardian Beast, and I was well, like, well, knew, yeah. Oh, when, well. you, when you got matched against Danny, you know that he's going to come up with some obtuse strategy. He, D- Danny's yeah. not going to be casting Urnum Jin, you know. Yeah, round round one, I got I four-owed my first batch, and then I got paired. I saw in round two, I got paired against Danny and Lorian, and I was like, "Well, there goes the ability to go eight and zero." Those are some. Those are some of the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> so I lost to Danny and Lorian both in, uh, I think, two games. Well, you were you were playing the heel a little bit yeah. with your with your You're not forty wrong. power mono black deck <laughs> with uh, with with imprisons. So you were you the know, lowest so, ranks too, right? In the beef in the beef power. Yeah, ranking? I was the bottom of the beef, mm-hmm. but I got fourth place overall. Okay, so uh, yeah. a, a mission mission success in a way, but in a way, I think, yeah. I think I think we all would have been uh, pretty furious if you if you won the tournament. So yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Well, he. Well, well, you, you, Considering that rankings in this tournament had nothing to do with, uh, yeah, there was no uh, prize support yeah, for your, first. Your, your wins ma- did not correlate with the final standings. Yeah, yeah. The slightest. So he got last. So, so yeah. <laughs> 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 as as per my usual, last place is where I belong. Yes. Right. <laughs> Once again, Bob with the unnecessary rubbins. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> v- uh, v- Velasco. Yes. Classic. Classic strategy. This is something that I. would be inclined to do if i played in this tournament can you can you talk a little about what your what your game plan what your agenda was yeah um so honestly um my my first thought about this tournament was it was going to be business as usual for me um really like you guys know by now that i am the the green player in the group for the most part it's kind of Mm -hmm. been been my calling card words (laughs) yeah part is right there no i i I abdicate (laughs) i abdicate it's 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 been kind of like berserk's been like my calling card since the first time I played old school. Um, really, just it's it's kind of been the card that I put in almost every deck that I can. Even when I was playing like time vault combo and scryings, I was playing berserk. 
you know, and now, you know, when I'm here, <laughs> naturally, I'm, naturally, because, because how else would you kill people other than berserking them? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, so this time around, um, really my goal was not, not to change too many things, but to definitely add some bigger things uh, that would be more interesting to play. And uh, because I'm me, uh, I went for the quadruple green cards that I could add in like force of nature and craw giant. Um, just, you know, Classics. Really, really good beefy things that I felt like fit the, the flavor of this tournament really well. So as, as per usual, my goal is play something big and dumb and then berserk my way through the board. Right. Um, some minor additions I made were first off, I swapped out Urnums. Um, I was really worried about people just having forest walk against me with, um, all of the other nonsense that was flying around here. So like, um, I know there were people playing Leviathans in this tournament and there were people playing, you know, other, other just really obnoxiously large things that I could not block. Um, yeah. so I figured not playing Urnum was probably a better idea. And, um, I've swapped in some juggernauts for that. Um, I did run in a channel, a channel in a fireball and one tiger that I had picked up like two weeks ahead of the tournament, just because <laughs> something that I tend to do is if I buy a new card, I want to play with it. Yeah. So I'll find some stupid excuse to put it into my deck. Oh yeah. Um, You're just wasting money, right? Exactly. So I might as well just, you know, put a tiger and a fireball on my deck. Um, channel worked out great. Actually. I think um, round one, like the second turn I uh, channeled for 10 on turn two and played two juggernauts and a Felwar stone against uh, Nick V. Um, so, you know, it, it, it ended up being a pretty good choice for me. I, I normally don't play a whole lot of colorless madness stuff in a deck with a lot of quadruple green in it, but, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, really the expected happened. You know, I, I had some games that were, you know, really good and I got things out early and people weren't playing nearly as much removal in this tournament. So I could actually let my things sit around and, you know, beat through. And then, at the same time, I was playing Force of Natures and, you know, taking, like, an absurd amount of damage to that throughout the, the course of the tournament, um, you know, as, as one expects to do with Force of Nature. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, get killed by it more than, more than killing your opponents with it. <laughs> I lost at least two matches to Force of Nature on my own uh, account, so... <laughs> yeah, it's, it a, it's, it's a rough one. But this is the, this is the, this kind of green-based, big guys, giant growth, berserk deck, this is the type of deck that I would put as a contender for being able to develop that massive uh, board state via like a couple berserks, a couple giant growths. Like I could see getting up to like 60 plus power and, and being on the board that way. Yeah, did you, did you have any insane ones? So my max was actually in batch two and it actually was the biggest of batch two. It was with our, our good friend from the North, Robert Vincent. Mm -hmm. um i was attacking into him with my craw giant and uh he had double blocks so i got my rampage trigger and (laughs) then we hit it with a giant growth and two berserks so our board state was 46 power and 44 power was from just my craw giant at that point oh my god and you got over the ledge because yeah you got to Mm -hmm. double up on the on the rampage trigger wow wow that's uh yeah that's that's pretty much the absolute best you can you can hope for there. You know it's exactly what I wanted. I I I you know my goal in every tournament is just to cheese someone with berserk at some point. Um, <laughs> and I I know that this you know it, it happens pretty frequently. There there's there's been some misses, but it definitely happens quite often. I know um I think at the party of the pit lords last year, um in round one I uh, beat someone through an abyss by berserking my mistress factory. And having an avoid fate for his swords. Oh, baby. You love it when a plan comes together. That's perfect. Exactly. That's awesome. <clears throat> Just like they drew it up. Yeah, that's really good. I don't want to belabor the point, but I've been playing Berserk in the in the unpowered mono green deck a little bit more. I mm-hmm. always disregarded the card as being bad, but um, when you're playing a strategy that's a lot less powerful. When you throw three or four berserks in the deck, you have outs to become this like combo deck all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, let's say your opponent gets really ahead and casts like a draw seven. Well, there's some seven card hands you could open up that could kill your opponent the next turn if you have like a scrib sprite in the air or something. So it's a it, it's a really exciting um, uh, option to have in the deck where sometimes you feel like if somebody gets really far ahead, you can't ever possibly catch up. Like having backdoor outs to this combo is, is just really fun to play. And trust me, being on the other side of it is like, Oh God, please don't want to have the berserk, you know? 
that is that is kind of like the downfall of me of me being the berserk person is that everybody expects it now so it's, right. it's not so easy to sneak around and people are actually playing around it now yeah yeah that is that is true people making like insane blocks you know that would like throw away their factory but like preserve their life against like the impending berserk still exactly. it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty excellent head game to to have going okay bob I loved I loved your deck. This is another like totally unique angle at yeah. So I I feel like if like you said like if first prize is to get the most ridiculous board state possible, then you can be said to have been spiking like pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was something that I thought about uh in constructing the deck. There's a few things that sort of came into play in concepting this. First of all, thinking about the card pool and what might be uh, something to take uh, uh, advantage of or abuse in that, you know, some pieces were uh, restricted or moved out of the card pool. So I think Mana Vault was one thing that just came to mind immediately. Hey, you know, the point of the tournament, the spirit of the tournament is to ramp out giant creatures. You know, Mana Vault's really good at helping out with the colorless mana in that, in that way. So, uh, four went in immediately. <clears throat> the next big thought was, what are other people going to be playing? And uh, knowing how powerful evasion is in a format like this, uh, Shivan and Mahamodi rose up there immediately as things I, uh, that were going to be seen in a plentiful, plentiful amount. And, yeah, uh, for sure. Even in testing, that that came out to be true really quick. So, oh, yeah. What's the best anti-Shivan dragon tech? Yogmoth Demon. <laughs> six, That's right, six, that first strike. And first strike, which everybody sleeps on the first strike aspect of that. Yeah. But it does come at a big cost in that during your upkeep, you have to sack an artifact or uh, take two damage and it becomes tapped. However, if you're sacking mana vaults, you're now into magical Christmas lands. So, yeah, that's good. Um, so those things put together... Uh, I don't really have a lot of opportunities to play Reanimator, but this seemed like totally the yeah, uh, opportunity to bust it out. And uh, I don't know if there, I think there might have been one other Reanimator player, but that was like a very non-traditional. This is somewhat traditional, but uh, jamming two Bolas in there, Nickel Bolas and four Yogmoth Demon, um, rather than like a Trike or something. So uh, and the deep spawns. Yeah, and deep spawns, which I think are a pretty normal piece of the suite. But, um, you know, having Shroud was incredible. Knowing how yeah, yeah. strong Maze of If was in this mm -hmm. format, uh, the Shroud really gave it extra life. And even if you had to wait an extra turn to untap it and swing again, you were still uh, moving ahead rather quickly with the clock. Um, so I had one All Hallows Eve in the main, and two more in the board and uh i didn't bring them in very much um you know just because i knew hey your opponent is also going to have a massive amount of beef in that graveyard so <laughs> right at, at at best you know you're just going to both be barfing up creatures from up there and uh just <laughs> lay it all on the table so uh i did have two crypts in the board to sort of uh, make a combo of uh, wait for all, all hollows to activate the second time and then crypt your opponent uh, and just bring in your creatures. I didn't get to pull that off, but um, I did get to pull off some other memorable things like um, hard casting Nicol Bolas multiple times. Uh, I had an active Bolas ready to swing and then, mind uh, and then uh, Wheel of Fortune my opponent, drawing seven new cards and taking seven from him. And... Uh, Danny and I had such a crazy battle. He took a 2-0, of course, but uh, the battle was crazy. We had like three wheel effects, and we each mind-twisted the other for seven cards, all in one game. That's uh, sweet. That, so that was really wild. But uh, Oh, the other card that I, I was sort of a build-around card in this deck was Force Spike, because <laughs> if you're going to tap out for nine mana to cast your force of nature, you're not going to be playing around force bite. So uh, it was a gotcha card quite a few times in this event. And uh, sometimes it came straight out 
in game two. Uh, you know, if I'm on the if I'm on the draw, you know, it's not going to be as good. Opponents ahead on mana, but uh, that was uh, that was one just to sort of uh, twist the knife at times. So it caught a lot of shivens and Mahamodis and things like that. Uh, so that's pretty efficient removal. Were there any really sweet instances where the force spike was better than a counter spell, like casting it on turn one or two? Uh, you know, I don't know. If I, it was more powerful later on. It, it was held in the hand, but uh, it was, it's great in that it just casts off blue and people weren't expecting it. So uh, if you look at your opponent's board state and they're just holding up an island, it's, you know, a little more sly, I guess, of a, response yeah that kind of that kind of brings me to this to this point where um there were there were some cards because i got a chance to watch a few of these games it's pretty fun because we have this lord's discord and then we have a bunch of um rooms (laughs) so you could kind of fire up the discord after work and oh cool i see like two or three people are in this room they're probably playing their their beef match, and you just get to like pop in and hackle them, and it was it was tons of fun. It made it feel like a kind of real real space in a way. Um, and in watching some of these games, it was interesting. Like the card Shivan Dragon, for instance, which was pretty ubiquitous because it's so powerful. Yet it's interesting how vulnerable the card is to a lot of um, one mana removal or. Uh, like you said before with the Yogmoth team, and you were thinking about Shivan specifically when you were building your deck because you knew people would put them in because it clocks people so hard that you make deck building decisions around yeah. these ridiculous cards that you never even see in regular old school anyway. The other, I want to uh, put a pin in that for just a second, say the other creature that was damn near ubiquitous was Juggernaut, and I've never seen so many Juggernauts in a field before in tournament play. yeah. Like every yeah, was, every, was every deck was just cramming them in there as a, not every deck, but most decks were cramming them in there. It's just a quick and easy four drop and twenty Plus, power to your beef count. Didn't you and I have a game where I I was able to get all four of your juggernauts in the graveyard? <laughs> I think when I was testing. Okay. Okay. Or wait, that did we play? Because... I don't think we played a, a. I think we did a test on that. Okay. But yeah, yeah, no. It's a it's a hard it's a hard fight to to put up. Uh, yeah you get run over by the juggernauts mm-hmm. and uh yeah it, I, you know i think it makes sense it's colorless you can throw four in any deck and it would work especially with the number of mana balls that were going around too um you know juggernaut gets a lot easier to cast with mana ball outs yeah yeah and you <laughs> want that ability to trade with the five toughness you know mm-hmm. like the the shivens and the juice it's it's interesting probably a lot less sarah angels a lot less Suchis and more Juggernauts because that fi- that fifth point of power is is pretty pivotal when people are playing these uh, six and seven drops after. Yeah, and and even uh, someone like Picard who was playing Inferno, even six drops, even six toughness creatures were not safe from the Inferno. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Picard's raging fire of wrath. Yeah, he had to get up there at seven toughness with the nickel bolas. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When you slam the bolas, you you know that it's safe. <laughs> Except, of course, if they have a blue blast, a red blast, or swords to plow shoes. Yeah, yeah. I like 12 of those uh, in my deck. <laughs> <laughs> or a maze of it, where it just taxes you for three every turn. Or, or an icy manipulator. Or a couple ah, of ices. Ah, it's worth it, though. It's sweet. It's a sweet one. It's got an ice through that deck, right, Moss? Yeah, yeah, it was good shit. <laughs> yeah, just just add icy, just, just add icy. one icy. The Moss school of of <laughs> that's the new, that's the whole new thing, man. If you if the deck just feels a little bit wonky, you give it some mid game juice. Just add one icy manipulator in there. <laughs> just a little, it, it needs a little pep. It needs a little yeah. boost. I mean, throw an icy around, it's like a pinch of salt. If you have yeah, a way, to, if you have a way to ramp it out, it's it can dominate an early game. In the mid game, it can help you break through a stalled board. Or late, maybe it's that one thing you need to tap that one city of brass to get that last point of damage. Man, it's always card is always always in style. <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. That's some that's that's high end strategy right there. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
that, that that's perfect. Been, what do you think? <laughs> go ahead. I got nothing. I got no retort. <laughs> you got oh, you got no retort to that one. He's got no. What What do you think about the ice age? I see. How about how about that becomes legal in old school forever? It's fine by me. To me, that t- was the original ice. It's old border. It, I like it. I don't feel like it's that far out from what we kind of look at as like the you know the canon of old school. You know. Like I feel like it's it's still right. reasonably in that in that range. Yeah, we kind of went over some of that in the one of our old Ice Age chats, right? We were just talking about how that that art, Swords of Plowshares and all that shit, you know, all the stuff they did reprint or new art for when they when they print Ice Age, just how a lot of that stuff is kind of carried with us, you know, for so long that it feels just as old, just as old school, you know. Isn't there a really good counter spell in Ice Age too? Oh, yeah, the, the LA. That was great. Yeah. Moss, didn't you pick up some signed ones recently? Yeah, I got, I sent uh, Alan Williams a bunch of stuff. Counters, he did Ice Age Giant Growth, which has like a massive dragonfly on it. Yeah, they could never get the art right on either of those cards. I think both Giant Growths just suck. I don't like the art. Um, yeah, but I like the green and the pink color combo on the Ice Age one. Even if the art yeah. is just kind of weird, it's a bug. You don't know how big it is. I know, like, like you can look at it the, through a microscope, you know. <laughs> That's my problem with them. Neither of them show like a giant growth, like something yeah. getting huge. It's just like, oh, that's a mouse. Oh, that's a bug. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, he also did a couple cool slivers, like uh, crystalline sliver, which is the shroud sliver. So whenever, <clears throat> whenever I get back into that diabolical game, I'll I'll have some baller ones to use. Ooh, we'll touch on that later. Ooh. So. Having concluded the beef bash, is there a way to improve upon the rules somehow so that the that the purity, the the intention behind the format is intact? Like, is it right to just say no swords to plowshares, no blue and red elemental blasts? Like, mm. you I know, have the only removal should be like, go ahead, Bob. Okay, well, uh, I think one sort of uh, hang up in the rules, I guess it's a level of maybe not being clear enough, or it's just somewhere where abuse was taken. Uh, uh, Danny sideboard beef count. We have to bring this up for a moment. Uh, He jammed uh, to his defense. He claims he cast many of those creatures, but if you go look at Danny's deck, which everyone should, because it is really something really work of art, that thing it's spicy as spicy gets but the sideboard is just like grabbing the giant creatures and just shoving 15 into a box and uh i think it might it you know i don't want to question his motives completely but was it done to jump him up in the overall beef count he did end up as the highest beef count among all of us because of that sideboard Interesting, yeah. Danny. So you think it was rigged? Interesting. You think it was rigged? You think, <laughs> I don't you, think it was Bob saying stop it. Bob saying stop the count. I think it, it might not have been rigged. Stop don't the stop count. The steal. Don't stop, stop the steal. Just yet. Stop uh, the steal. Uh, so might have been. So we think Danny of, stole this one. I think he's just. I think he's following the rules exactly. I had thought I about he's doing following that. the rules. I had thought about doing that, but as Bob said to me when I when I asked if I could put four Leviathan on top of my dreams deck and say it had forty power in it, it's not in the spirit of playing. So thank you. It it does. It's like it. Yeah, it's under in the rules, but it just doesn't seem right because you don't have to cast any of those creatures. Okay, well, that's the say, that's the question. I mean, well, no, when you decide to bring in the Leviathan, like the sideboard, it's like, okay, against this guy, I want the force of natures, and against that guy, I want the Leviathans. <laughs> like, I don't know. Danny's pretty good at magic, but that's some strategy that's beyond <laughs> me. But. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will say, um, Ian, you really do own the fact that you played the leanest deck in this format. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I, I feel like you're not pretending to be anything that you're not. I think that deck was still very you, all yeah. things considered. So even though you were a low beef count, I don't think you were trying to to pull one over on anyone. You actually were still playing relatively within the, the spirit of the format. No, this I was is still playing to, Magic, yeah. This is not to say that I think that Danny wasn't. I, you know, I, I actually really enjoy what Danny was doing, and I know um, Sword of the Ages is a card that I really love and that 
Um, I know our, our <laughs> one of our other Wisconsin friends, Buttonson, is also a gigantic fan of. So I feel like that card in itself, the, the plan of the deck was very beefy. Um, however, yeah, the sideboard's a little bit weird. Oh, yeah. To explain Danny's deck, it's full of a bunch of walls, Sword of the Age, and, and Pestilence. So Danny's not, like, attacking with 6-6 six, six creatures, of course. He's going all. to play like a, you know, like a wall of swords to block your... Yeah, I don't know, whatever, you're Sarah Angel. And because what well, Wild Search is three five, right? Not three six. Yes, it's three okay. Five. Um and so he's gonna he's gonna have this 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 band of walls, and then he has a sword of the ages once he like stalls out the board to to oh he also has a glyph, the glyph that gives your wall like 10 power. And so you, it, he can yeah. like block with the wall, pump it with the glyph, sack his board to the sort of the ages. But I think for the most part, it was like a sort of a pestilence control deck with, he also with had walls. four ivory tower. <laughs> oh, for, so he was, he was always up. I got him down to one life game one. And then he, and I had, you know, removed all of his shit. And then he just played a pestilence and an ivory tower again. And then he slowly built, his life back up and chopped mine down. Ah, uh, and the and the slow destruction of the pestilence. Because yeah, and I was like, the... do I scoop? I could draw a chaos orb. And Danny uh, did a lot of thinking about the format too. He assumed correctly that people wanted to attack with creatures. So you know, the egg is on our face for wanting to attack with creatures in this format. <laughs> So How yes, hey, so you know, in, in, in Danny's defense, and I certainly don't owe him that, but he uh, he did meet the minimum get threshold of forty power. So he had forty power worth of walls in his deck. He, he did, I and mean, that's no mean feat either. Nature. No, there was but, one main board force of nature. Okay. In deck. and yeah, and and the lovely force of nature. So <laughs> it's it's a solid eight power. It, it'll help. So this was another kind of anti beef strategy you're trying to anticipate what you think people are doing and uh come with some yeah some sort of some sort of counter kind, kind of like ian like though it. to ian's credit too it's like the, it's part of the tradition of the beef bash for there to be a heel yeah like there has to be a bad guy who comes in with the lowest amount of power possible that that's also yeah. it's not it can't all just be force of natures like i mean for as long as i've known ian other than like when we first started playing He's always been the person who avoided playing creature decks. Like, I think he spent like a solid year of old school just playing Arborea Fog. And now he's playing Dreams. And Dreams is, I believe, also no creatures as well. Yeah. Yep, no creatures. <laughs> I, I hate playing creatures. Which, which makes me wonder like how the hell fun. we're friends. <laughs> like, <how laughs> it just, it just balances out. So an idea tweak uh, or an idea to tweak the rules that I had or thought of was like, what if we just up the amount? So instead of starting each game with 40 power, you have to start it with 50 power. Or is that like too obnoxious, you know, yeah. or some, num- know. some like other number, 60 power. I mean, you can pick your own number, but I, I, that 40 felt a little bit easy. I think you could pump it up another 10 points. I, I like, I like bumping up 10 or 20 more points. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I was going to play two Lord of the pit, but the math just didn't work out with having 40 power in the in the deck because there were seven sevens instead of eight eights. And I just it because each each play set or set of creatures I had five and then they were all eight. So it just it just worked out perfectly. Um, yeah, there is probably a perfect number to be found. Too high and people build decks that are kind of just like way too top heavy and sort of untenable. And also you want there to be you know, some amount of spells. I don't think it just needs to be only like massive creatures <laughs> floppy, floppy <laughs> no, into no. each other, right? No, yeah. You want to be able to play a game. It's just a creature-focused game. Right. I, mean, I, I like the idea of uh, incrementally ratcheting up the beef count requirement <laughs> each, each time you each run time. the event. And uh, it gets a little more extreme. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It might be a good experiment to push it absolutely as far as we yeah. can and <laughs> see what, how many like hundred power decks like actually yeah. function. But well, we had uh, five decks. Also, oh, go ahead, Bob. I, I thought it would also be interesting to, uh, find a way. Uh, we're we're going to have to consult a, a mathematician for this, uh, but perhaps we find a way to compare beef count against win rate. And actually, sort of, I'm uh, glad you mentioned that, Bob. Yeah, because I've done exactly that. Oh, oh my man. goodness! Oh so, wow! In case, um, just so 
Moss asked me to start doing a write-up on, on this tournament a while back. And as I was looking at the results, I actually wanted to figure out uh, a beef score, essentially. So this was your your win rate kind of based around the, the amount of beef that you had. Um, so let me pull up my Google Sheets. What a segue. I can't, I can't believe that. I'm, I'm, I'm so yeah, happy you mentioned like this, this Yeah, actually, I did just that. What a bummer. I'm, I'm just, I, I love like very small, like little mathy things. And I like, I like using Google Sheets for, for just nonsense like this. <laughs> but um, this is a, on, a sneak on, peek at the write-up. So obviously, Danny would be first. Basically, my my way of doing it was you take the total beef and you multiply it by the percentage win rate from matches. So, mm-hmm. um, from that, Danny was technically still the highest just because his beef count was so high, and he also <laughs> won like seven matches. But right behind him was Mitch. I th- come on, the whole point of doing this was to make it so that Danny didn't win. Yeah. My, my no, but he's an outlier. He's Danny an outlier. Throw him out. Way. He's an outlier. Well, yeah. we take the outlier out. It's the the next highest one who's also ahead by quite a bit with a beef score of eighty four point seven five was Nick V with his his mono mm-hmm. blue deck. That oh, deck wow. was sick too. That was, was probably sick. that was my second or third favorite deck in the batch, and it was big blue. It used unsummons, which is a brutal power play. Mm-hmm. Um, it had control That's magics good. and blue blasts in the board to you know for that ship and dragon fight against the red sure. wa- red wizard. Um, and yeah, and what's that deck? What's the base? Uh, like the creature base? How do you get up to four power with uh, with blue cards? Water elemental. Mahamodi. Mahamoni, that's 40 right there. Serendib. Yeah. Serendib of Freeds and Jins. Word. Yeah, man. His his deck was great. His deck was, and he was also playing um, I believe it was Sage of Latinam, the yeah, that card the one sick. that you sack artifacts to draw cards with. You <laughs> know about that guy. <laughs> oh, we like uh, playing playing with Dick was a blast, honestly. He, the greatest squire great ever dude. printed. Hell yeah. Uh Bob, you were actually right behind Nick. Um you nice. had a beef score of fifty three point seven five. So the sound of the, that, the disparity between like you, Danny, and Nick was like pretty big. But then from there, it gets pretty evened out. Most of us ended up around like I want to say a fifty into like lower thirties range, um, as far as like that kind. Of, obviously, like someone like Ian who did really well in the tournament had a really low beef score because he played the leanest deck possible. Ah, I see. So that's yeah, that's not going to take you over forty, right? Yeah. No, he's he's at like thirty-two and a quarter. Ah, uh, man, that's too lean. That's some lean, lean meat right it's there. Very lean. <laughs> Bristle. Well, that's great. I'm glad you worked that out. That yeah. really uh, uh, explains the sort of experience a little more. I love the beef score. We should absolutely implement the beef score. <laughs> Next time around. I don't know if this math is 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 sound or, or valid or whatever. I'm just gonna go ahead and put my stamp of approval on it and say ship it for the for the next beef bash. Yeah, it's like college football polls. This yeah. is like you know, this is just the poll <laughs> ranking. As close as we're gonna get. If, if right. we wanted to get more detailed, we could try and pull all of the game wins too. I just went off of match win for the sake of not digging through the entire channel on our on our Discord to see yeah, all yeah, the game yeah. wins. But yeah. But it 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 did give me some clarity on, on how things went, which I, I felt was helpful. So another idea I had is this it would be to try to give value to a lot of those XX star star creatures. Your, oh, rock, oh, your right. rock Hydra, Keldon Warlord, Gaia's Avenger, you Nightmare. know, et cetera. Nightmare, yeah. Figure oh, out, yeah. So like give them a power value, even though their power fluctuates. You know, if, if you want to rock a play set of Keldon Warlords, you know, you could say they're worth three or four each just in terms of calculating your beef score. I don't know, just a way to try to incentivize using some, because there's a lot of really cool creatures that are just left in the dust based off the peculiarities of the rules here. I thought That's we would a really see good some point. rock hydras in this event. It was a tantalizing. As someone who was concerned about the overall board state beef count, I'm surprised no one went for the uh, power monolith Rock hydra. Yeah. yeah, the sideways eight rock hydra. Yeah. I know, I know that I totally would have tried to do that. That shit is awesome. That sounds hysterical. So yeah, maybe so like little tweaks like that. But I don't. Do, do, so we also restricted, other than restricting workshop and banning abyss moat and sitting a bottle, we also restricted maze of it. Did both of those restrictions seem correct? 
Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Maze of Ith was something to be reckoned with every single time it landed. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't even run maze. I I would have recommended it. When I did see them, I'm thankful that we are a a four strip mine club. So it was not, not so hard to handle. Not, not so there were some all. people, surprisingly or unsurprisingly, some people didn't run strip mine. I ran one because I felt like maze was just something you had to deal with. But yeah, Danny didn't run a single one. I, I think I played another opponent that didn't. Run. Was it Burgesson? Yeah, yeah, that was. I, I piloted that list for him. Yeah, yeah, that was hard road to hoe, man. When when the when the maze of it maze of this slaps down, you know, digitally. In front of you, and you're like, "Oh shit! I have no cards in my deck to remove this card." So, yeah. Well, one chore, right? But yeah, it was a hard road to hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and City in a Bottle is uh, is an interesting one um, because it seems like a lot of those mid range Arabian creatures, the Urnums, the Serendibs, and the Jusums, actually didn't seem like where you wanted to to be in this format, like playing creatures that aren't good when the when the board stalls or if they play like a like a five six or something can be a can be a pretty huge liability uh so it might be self-policing in that way but you know there's a lot of city of brasses and i don't know city of the bottle in my opinion is just an absolute nonsense magic card so that just seemed like for san desico it seemed like low-hanging fruit to try banning that just to encourage people to think think of different creatures, right? Think of your Yedwins and your uh, Mijay Jins and your Serendip Jins and just a bunch of weirdo fat creatures that people might not, you know, they would just dismiss out of hand because it's like, well, this shit's barely usable and dies to bottle. I'll just play Dibbo or well, whatever, not Dibbo, Seren, you know, uh, Sarah Angel or whatever, right? But yeah, I don't know. It, it just seemed like a good card to try. Yeah, like Dan Dan is kind of a sweet way of bumping up the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the beef count. I was impressed with Tim playing, um, Tim Barron playing the uh, the four ball lightnings yeah. at the three drop slot, super efficient way of just cranking up that, yeah. that, that beef count all the way up to 24. So kudos to Tim. Was, uh, yeah, was he... Yeah, he ended up winning and eight owing. Well, winning, or you know, he won all. He wasn't winning. defeated. Yeah, he went undefeated eight zero with that uh, charred beef. He called it, which was just ball lightnings. Uh, I think Ernie's and burn, and then and there were some shivens in there too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shivens, yeah, yeah. And he used birds for his ramp. Otherwise, it was that five color good stuff. I think even beyond all that, it was cool that. Yeah, big ups to him. That's a sure. that's a sweet one. I like it when you can really pack it into the three drop slot. I like the red, red, red jib too. The the three six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the yin one. Oh, the, yeah, the I, I saw that yeah. played quite a bit. I saw the six three played uh, in this event too. Oh yeah, you got to give it up to the six three too. Yeah, that's that's a good way to pack in the beef. Man, kind of gets me excited for the next one, even though I didn't play in this one. <laughs> Yeah, that may be a while. I don't, I don't think. I don't think uh, after eight rounds, I, I think we've got it out of our system for a little bit. I know that is the thing about these uh, these things that uh, you know these attempts to shake it up. You are kind of ready, like after the singleton tournament or after the the beef bash for for normalcy. But yeah. that's why this stuff is so so fun. People I mean, get to brew and then kind of move on. Uh, go ahead. Unless, but, yeah, go ahead. Unless the beef is your normal. In which case, this is just another day in the office. <laughs> That's yeah. right. You did. You did say this was pretty much uh, part for the course for yeah. you. I'd like so to I see this as an to... annual, annual event. I would love that. Yeah, Same. Or, or somewhat an, an annual, maybe every eighteen months. Yeah, man. Yeah, because it's, it's the only second time we've done it since March or whatever, April seventeen. Yeah. Right, it can join the Ice Age tournament or the or the Swedish Rules tournament or it, mm-hmm. all, all the all the rest of the the annual bashes. <laughs> cool. Well, any um, any insane uh, stories to 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 top us off? Any any like particular memories from from a game, or have we have we uh, covered most of it? I had a really crazy game two against Raja. Uh huh. I handedly beat him game one. Um, and game two, he cited a ton of cards. I was like, oh, this is weird. Hmm. And so 
uh, you know, we're playing and I've, I'm still at 20 and he, I've, you know, hit in for like six or seven or something like that. And we're maybe like 10 turns into the game, you know, him removing creatures and doing, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden he casts Eureka. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I kind of expected this. You were playing green and you were playing big creatures. And, and he puts out, uh, I think it was like Aladdin. <laughs> Aladdin? I, I think yeah the red the red guy yeah Ali yeah, from Cairo Ali from yeah, Cairo Ali from Cairo oh, Ali from, Cairo. Oh, yeah, Ali from Cairo oh okay I don't, don't know all my Ruby Knights cards and then and they put out another one and I had put out like a Daralor and something else that was just in my hand I didn't have anything good <laughs> uh, and then and I had a Time Twister in hand that was my last card which I've had since the like you know the whole game because I don't want to cast it and give my opponent advantage because uh, I was up for most of the game and then he puts out. Uh, a lich and then a mirror universe <laughs> <laughs> and passes the turn and i was like uh what and so i had i had like seven mana so i swing with my stuff he doesn't block he takes it and i uh he had to sack a bunch of stuff he just sacked all his lands I cast my time, my time twister. I had a time walk in my grave and I was like, okay, I need time walk and I need chaos orb <laughs> and I need them right now. <laughs> or, or I just need chaos orb. And, uh, I shuffle, I shuffle up. I draw my seven. I draw time walk chaos orb. I time walk and I had a chaos orb. His lift. <laughs> <for game. laughs> uh, and he's like, Ra- are you kidding? Oh, poor Raja. Poor Raja. He's- well, let me tell a story, quick story of, of Raja succeeding. This was in our uh, second batch match. Uh, game one, I think it was. I didn't know he was on Eureka at first. Um, but not only did he have that sneaky card in there, but he had an even sneakier one in there, which was juxtapose. Oh, yeah. So I don't remember the whole, t- I don't remember the entire tenor of the game, but prior to me, knowing that he had juxtapose, I had t- tapped out on a big turn that I thought was going to swing in my favor. You know, the game in my favor, I had uh, a and dragon chaos orb, but I didn't have a mana to activate the orb <clears throat> just tapped out. Cause I was, that would have, I thought put me far enough ahead past the turn. He juxtaposes. He takes my Shivan and gives me a Lano or elf. <laughs> he takes my chaos orb and gives me an emerald. Oh no. <laughs> And I was just like, God, like it was a mega blowout. God, that's got to be Amazing. one of the absolute best juxtaposes. Oh. That is such a Dom card. It took my breath away. I was just like, well, I'm just, I'm dead. I went from like way up to dead. That's a beautiful thing. It was a Raja, cool card. Raja giveth, Raja, Raja taketh. Yeah. yeah. He's got the spice. Always. Always. Always got the spice. Cool. Well, uh, I think that does it, right, for for this episode of the Beef Cast. Unless there was anything you guys wanted to say to uh, to to send us off, anticipations of the of the future. We're gonna fire up another tournament soon, but we'll probably cover it on a on a future episode. Yeah. So, quick thanks to uh, Marty, Lord Marty Salenas, for doing the um, art for a couple prize cards for us. And then thanks to everybody that contributed because we raised like five hundred thirty bucks for our charity cause. Yeah, what was our charity this time, Moss? Uh, Equal Justice Initiative. You can Great. find them on the Deserving web. stuff. Yeah, man. Awesome. Nice guy. Yeah. Big ups. And thanks, Mart. <laughs> thanks, Codename Marty. For the for the great altars. All right, guys. Thanks again for uh, for uh, for stopping by tonight. We'll catch you next time. Do you know what beef is? Do you know what beef is? Uh-uh. Ask yourself. Uh-uh. Do you know uh-uh. what beef is? Uh-huh. Come on. <laughs> Check out this bizarre uh-huh. rapper style used by me. The B-I-G, I put my key, you put your key in. Money will be seen. We'll reach the fucking ceiling. Check it. Check it. My calico been top. Uh-huh. This rap Alfred Hitchcock drop top notch. Player hating gon' stop. Uh-huh. This instant. Rappers too persistent, quick to spit, biggie name on shit. Make my name taste like ass when you speak it. 
see me in the streets, your jewelry, you can keep it. That be our little secret. See me. Uh, B that is, I that is, G whiz. Motherfucker still in uh -huh. my bed. I hope they know my nigga got a fucking kidnap kids. Uh, fuck them in they ass, throw them over the bridge. That's how it is. My shit is laid out. What? Fuck that beef shit. That shit is played out. Y'all got the goal. All I make is one phone call. All y'all disappear by tomorrow. All your guns is borrowed. I don't feel sorrow. Actually, your man passed the gap to me. Now check this. What's beef? Beef is when you need two cats to go to sleep. Beef is when your moms ain't safe up in the streets. Beef is when I see you. Guaranteed to be an ICU. One more time. What's beef? Beef is when you make your enemies start your jeep. Beef is when you roll no less than 30 deep. Beef is when I see you. Guaranteed to be your ICU. Check it. I done smoked with the best uh -huh. of them. Shot at the rest uh -huh. of them. Was about a hundred or more. Maybe less of them. Got my rocks off. That nigga from the brook just be wildin' on you. Just be stylin' on so you. Crazy. And I so tried crazy. to warn you, but your eyes fucked up. Now I cleared them shits with hits. You on the fucking bench. Pardon my French, but uh, sometimes I get kind of peeved at these. Weak MCs with these supreme ball alike. Lyrics, I call them like I see your G. Y'all niggas sound like me. Y'all was grimy in the early 90s. Fall behind me.